right. Welcome to the show. I am super honored today to have as my guest, Travis Hallbrook, and uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. Uh, he is an amazing person. He's an accomplished business leader, and he has just lit it up his very first year in real estate. So we're going to get to talk about that and what he did and some uh, different influences and some different resources and environments and everything that was part of the process for him, including Straight Up Hustle, which is what I think about when I think of Travis. So welcome, Travis. Thanks, Eric. Glad to be here. I appreciate it. So I always like to start with this question, uh, just so people get a frame of reference. Who is Travis? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, I'm a lot of things. When I talk to people, people say, man, you've done, you've done everything because I have. I've, I'm, I grew up uh, with some parents that were split up. My dad moved around a lot. So I'd moved 25 times by the time I was, um, by the time I graduated high school. And wow. so I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of the country, um, tried a lot of different things. When I, I've, I've always worked for myself. Uh, I've had some jobs here and there. I've worked in the restaurant industry some, uh, sold cars a little bit, built houses, uh, owned, owned dumpster companies, pumped porta johns. I've done a little bit of everything. And so um, I, that's given me a very broad uh, view of the world and, and, and how things work. I was fortunate growing up. My dad, uh, again, grew up being raised by a single dad. Um, uh, and but he was, you know, he, he spent all of his time uh, just teaching us, uh, teaching us about life, teaching us about real life, about economics, about uh, business. He never owned a business. Uh, he's one that studied business his whole life, but just never pulled the trigger himself and, and did it. He's always had a job uh, respecting for that. But but he taught me a ton about business just because he studied it so much. And so I've, I've put that into play, uh, done a lot of things, uh, failed a lot. I thought about that this morning. Uh, I might write a book that says I'm a failure. Uh, but, you know, Michael Jordan, he failed way more than he succeeded, but he succeeded way more than anybody else ever has because he was willing to take the chances. And, and that's how I see myself. I mean, I'm not scared to, to try something new. If I see an opportunity, I'm going to go try to take it. I may fail flat on my face, but I'll get back up and, and try something else or try that again and do it a different way. So um, that's. Uh, that's kind of been my career. Um, got, uh, got married, uh, 30 years ago, this, uh, actually 28 years ago, this, this December will be 28 years. Uh, that's one of the, one of the highlights of my life was, uh, meeting my wife. Um, she was a child bride. We got married when she was 19, but she never went to college, but she is one of the most driven, um, most grounded people you'll ever meet. And she's certainly been a, a major part of the success of my life. She, we worked together um, through our whole marriage. We've worked sometimes 20, literally 24 seven together. Um, and that's been a challenge, but also been a, been a great blessing. Have two kids, a uh, 25 year old daughter, bought her first house this, this summer. Yeah. Uh, very proud of her for doing that. And then um, we own another business that, that she's starting to take over. So I'm excited about handing the reins of that business over to her. It's a business that I had grown uh, up to a larger size. I shrunk it back down a couple of years ago and, and, and now she's wanting to take it and grow it again. So I'm, I'm trying to support her in that and, and lead and guide her. And then I've got an 18 year old son that's uh, in his senior year of high school and will be graduating in three months. So that's me. 
Man, that is awesome. I, I think there's some things that you said in there that are um, just really great wisdom and certainly very inspiring. Uh, I, I have great respect for you and your marriage. And I know how much you honor your wife and how much you guys enjoy, you know, just being good partners together. And, um, and I think you've done an amazing job of honoring your dad and then passing that on to your kids um, and his love of business and being a lifelong learner. Cause that's something that I definitely recognize in you from getting to know you is, uh, is that you love to learn and then you take action and you, you put it to work. And then the third thing that really resonated with me, um, just in getting to know you a little bit personally was you have a healthy relationship with failure. And I think that failure, the fear of failure is something that holds so many people back. And, you know, if we really analyze what, it, what failure is, it's just an outcome that's different from our expectations. And so if we can just realize that, be willing to learn through the process and not be so attached to what the outcome looks like and just go for it, which I, I certainly see that um, in what you do and, and your tenacity and your willingness to take some risks or calculated risks and, uh, and just your sheer effort when you're going and chasing something. So I really respect that about you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so important that we not get so emotionally committed to one thing. You know, when we we try something, it works. It, if if it if it fails because of us, then we've got to learn from that and and change us. But if it just wasn't a good idea, or uh, wasn't the right time, or we didn't have the right people around us, whatever it was, we can't take all that on ourselves. And 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 I've certainly I've been through that. I've had that time in my life where. Um, I put all the blame on myself and, and I think that, um, I think that helped me back some, but it was also a healthy recovery time. You got to recover some, some, some blows are so big. You do have to take time to recover, but for the most point, you just got to get up and go to work. So. Yeah, absolutely. Got to keep moving forward. What are some accomplishments that you're, you're most proud of? You mentioned your wife and I know your family's a, a big priority and, and certainly, uh, you know, f- for all of us, that's kind of at the core of everything, uh, that we do in, uh, in creating a great life. But what are some of the other accomplishments that you're most proud of over the course of your career and life? Um, so, I mean, again, I, I am proud of, of what I was able to do, um, as a, as a young person, again, I came straight out of college. I uh, didn't, didn't graduate. So I started college in, in 1989, right after high school, uh, went off and on through Oh three, uh, again, uh, had met my wife and, and she was in Georgia. I was in North Carolina. So I'd go to school for a couple of semesters and then I'd come chase her for a, a year or so. And then I'd go back to college. So, but I came out of, I left college in Oh three, uh, had not graduated yet, but I came and I, I just went to work, you know, I went straight to work for myself. I didn't go out and, um, well, I, I say that I went and found a job in the construction industry. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of people made fun of me. I was the college when I, when I would tell people, cause I was on a framing crew, uh, hand driving nails and, uh, and, and people, that's what people call me. They'd call me the college kid because I was out there with a college education. Um, and you know, I was, I was doing manual labor, but I did that for somebody for about six months. And then, um, the builder that we were working for said, Hey, you just want to take, you just want to take this yourself. And I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never had any training. I didn't know how to read a set of blueprints at the time. But again, I had a mathematical background in college. Uh, and so picked that up real quick and, and took off, built a business in the construction industry. Uh, that was in 93. Um, 
by 98, I was building my first homes uh, on my own. Uh, so you were still in your 20s at that time. You right. started in your early 20s yeah. with that. Yeah, if I was 20. Uh, so 93, I was 22 when I when I started, you know, my own, basically my own construction company. And, then by, and then by 20, by 26, 27, I was building spec houses. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. And what a leap of faith that is, right? I mean, well, talk for, about being yeah. fearless. Yeah. And 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 certainly uh again back to back to Tammy. Tammy supported me through all that. Um and that was, you know, it certainly took her allowing me, allowing me to do uh to do what I loved and support me in that. So so yeah. that so that was that was big. You know, I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of what I was able to start there. And I grew that. Um uh I, I got into real estate investing. So again, obviously back in the two thousands, early two thousands, you had all the late night seminars and everything else on, you know, buy yeah. real estate, no money down, uh, right? Start from nothing. And I believed it. So I went and did it, you know, and I, I went and did it at a, at a pretty high level. Um, and I, and I did go learn, you mentioned learning a minute ago. There are some great educational resources out there. Uh, I went and joined a group called Georgia Rhea at the time. It was the largest real estate investor association in the country in Atlanta. And basically, you could go to college uh, on real estate. And so I did. I'd go down there. All, I'd spend all day down there. They had a big building. They had classes all day on different topics. Um, it, it, was, it was a whole lot like EXP and EXP world. Again, there were, there were people who just gave back um, mm-hmm. what they knew. And so they would have, you know, 30-minute, one-hour networking classes, whatever. But all day, every day, there was something. If you wanted to learn, you could go learn. And that's one thing I love about EXP is that there's every topic covered and, and people giving back what they know. So, so I did that and I learned a lot about real estate. I started my own REA group because, again, that was in Metro Atlanta. And as you know, I'm about an hour and a half north of Atlanta. Yeah. Nothing out here. So I went out and just started my own group. We had about 150 um, investors at different stages of their careers uh, that were you know, joining us each month in that and doing our own classes and, and trainings. And we grew a pretty big, uh, we, we grew a pretty big real estate portfolio. We had uh, over 53 properties um, under our control, um, all long-term hold, single family homes. We got into some commercial stuff, had mini storage. Um, so we built a pretty good business. Um, we, like many, you know, we're, we're way over leveraged. In, in 07, 08, and then and, and we and, and we went through that crash pretty hard. Um, but I but I'm still proud of what we did. We did it, we we built a really good um we we built a, a really good thing, but again, it's one of those things where um uh, there was one component left out and, yeah. and that was and that was reserves. And so when when everything tightened up, you know, we weren't able to sustain that. Um, that was my question is what, it, what did you learn in the process? Cause what you accomplished is absolutely remarkable. I mean, and one of the things that I really admire about you is your initiative. Uh, I, I know that you love to learn, but then you, you jump in and take action. And, um, and, and so what you scaled out of, Hey, I'm going to endeavor it. And what you said at the very beginning, which I think is so powerful is you said, I saw the trainings that were available and I believed it. Mm-hmm. So you believed it and took action. I, I did. I did. And, and, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I was a little, again, I was young. And so I was a little bit arrogant about a couple things. Yeah. Uh, and we're so, often our own worst enemy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so the old saying cash is keen. 
Um, I heard that a lot, but I said, no, I don't believe that. That's the one part I don't believe. I believe cash flow is king. Right. Uh, as long as we can keep cash flow going, we can keep growing. Um, and I, and I, and like I said a minute ago, that was true until cash stopped flowing. <laughs> right. Know? And so in 06, 07, 08, when the valve turned off and there was no more, you know, there was no more cash flow coming. Um, when, when renters, you know, when rents tightened up and when banks stopped, you know, we couldn't start any new projects. Um, then the cash flow stopped and I had not listened to the, uh, advice to hold reserves and I had no cash. And so you could not, you know, you couldn't sustain it when there was no cash flow or cash. So, so I certainly, what I, what I've learned and what we did again, we went from 08 and 08. Tammy said, you know, you get rid of all the real estate and pick a, pick a house. You know, we had 53 houses at the time. She said, you pick one of them. We're going to get rid of all the rest of them. And uh, we're going to live in that one. And that's the only house I ever want to talk about again. And I don't want to talk about any other real estate. And, uh, and so in 08, that's what we did. We got, we, we picked the house that worked best for our family at the time. And we were able to work with the banks and, uh, find, you know, find buyers to get rid of everything. We lost, we carried, we carried those houses for, for two years. Um, 20, wow. 20, 22 spec houses sitting empty. Um, oh my gosh. And we carried those for, um, we carried those for two years. We were able to get rid of them, you know, and, and we picked that one house, moved in and she said, I don't ever want to hear about real estate. And so for 12 years, we didn't talk about real estate, uh, yeah. until, until 2020. Um, and, and that was, I learned from that, you know, I learned to let her heal. I learned to let myself heal. Yeah. Uh, I learned, I studied a lot about why that didn't work. Yeah. Um, one of the mistakes I made was when I decided to go into real estate, I, I quit my job um, back in 2001. Yeah. Uh, time I was a general manager. I, that's the one period of time I was in corporate. I, I went and took a job with, with uh, Chili's restaurant. I was a general manager for them. And, um, it was a good paying job and it was a job I could have kept and still done the real estate. Instead, I, I decided to let that go and just go real estate. And, and, and hindsight showed me that had I kept that career and kept that income and funded and let the real estate build up its capital instead of living off the real estate. And I think gotcha. that's what so many people do. They try to live off their investments rather than let their investments grow. Um, so this time around, that, that's one thing I'm excited about being an agent. Yeah. Um, the, the, you know, the income that we make is good and, and I make enough income to, to feed my family and then still have some to invest. And when I, when I, when I invest now, it is truly an investment. I'm not living off of that. I'm not trying to live currently off of that is for future living. Um, so that's the biggest lesson we learned. Yeah. Is, Keep an income, um, and let the investments be investments, and not try to not try to you know not try to eat them uh, today. So, yeah, I I think that's really sound wisdom. Um, I think that you know, as you well know, and and we all know that are in the industry, the failure rate in our industry is so high. And you know, even in your case, you did eighty or ninety percent of things right, but the the one part that you didn't believe or didn't honor or, or in the process you weren't committed to, uh, that was the one that came up and bit you. And, uh, you know, people jump in and they don't have the kind of cash reserves they need 
to just fund their daily life for six months or a year. And, you know, getting started in real estate, like what you've accomplished, which we'll talk about in a minute, is is really an anomaly. I mean, it's absolutely exceptional. It's extraordinary. And and most people, there's a runway and it takes some time to really get consistent cash flow. You know, we begin and, and the people that are dedicated to action get into traction, which means you're probably economically viable enough to stay in the industry. But until you get to momentum, which is a stage that you're in now where you're really, you have plenty of money to fund your life and surplus where you can invest in other, other things. Uh, and until you get to that stage, um, it's not an easy existence. I mean, it's very stressful. It's very uncertain. And uh, you're, you know, e- even if you're working hard and doing your best, uh, there's some elements that we don't control in the process. So um, yeah, I, I think that's really good, really good wisdom. And I'm excited to see you continue to to build and create, uh, you know, based on your experience. And I know that, that what you're going to wind up with here over the next few years is going to be absolutely amazing. And, and, you know, the long goal is probably to live off those passive investments, but the flaw is people probably try to do it too soon. Right. right exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. You brought up uh, EXP and, and let's uh, let's first share the story about how you and I met. And then we'll jump into what you have accomplished in your very first year in real estate, which again, I just, it's extraordinary. So I want to talk about that. So t- tell the story of how you and I got together. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, I, of course, got my license last February and. Uh, and that was February, 2021 for anybody that might be watching this later. Yeah. 2021. So actually not quite. A, I mean, I got licensed February 11th. So we passed that, that, you know, that one year anniversary last Friday. Yep. Just because I had my license, of course, didn't mean I was doing anything in real estate because it took, uh, it took about 10 or 11 days for me to get into the, you know, for my broker, I was with a traditional broker, uh, very low tech, um, took, took 11 days for me to actually get into MLS, get me set up in their office, get me on a roster, um, so I, you know, for 11 days, I was just kind of floundering around, uh, not that I stopped floundering at, at day 11, but that, but so the 20, the February 22nd is when I actually, for the first time could log in and look at MLS and do anything real, re- related to real estate. Um, so not quite a year there, but sometime, and I, I can't, I'd have to look back and see exactly when I got the call, but somewhere in, um, March or April, I guess I got a call from, uh, Alexi, your, your daughter. Yep. Uh, to to look at a house, and at the time, of course, I didn't I didn't know you or, or her. She called, said, "Hey, I'm at Emmanuel College. I want to go look at a house." Um, and of course, my you know doing the qualifying thing. Hey, how are you going to buy this house? Well, I've never bought a house. I don't have any. I don't. I have a job, but I'm bartending. Um, I don't have any money saved up, and so I'm like, "Okay, how are you going to buy this house?" And she's like, "Oh, my dad's going to help me buy it." And so. Um, she had not told me at that time again that you were an agent or anything. She just said, "My dad's going to help me buy it." She told me you had done you you did some, uh, you know, some real estate investing in in Arizona, but she didn't mention that you were an agent at the time. So we looked at a we looked at a house, looked at a couple houses, started making offers. Um, circled back to, uh, I guess we looked at four or five houses, made offers on a couple. We were trying to do some owner financing structures, things like that. Um, and then finally we got a house under contract, um, and, and there were some challenges along the ways that's, uh, some surprises. We, we bought a multifamily house. So we all kind of learned in the process. I think you learned some things. Oh yeah. Our lender learned some things. Um, 
we were, we were operating on a three hour time difference, uh, in, in a hot market where, again, we were back looking at those homes and trying to make offers, you know, some things come on the market that were right for, right for us, but we'd miss them because by the time you and I would connect, uh, on a three hour time difference, they would already be, you know, they'd already be gone. Um, so there were challenges there. Um, and then, uh, so that process drug out for a couple months, even after we got under contract. Um, and, uh, you know, it's tough when you're, it's tough when you're three hours apart, you're running a business, I'm running a business, Lexi's in school. So the communication was a challenge. Um, so I wasn't the, e- the easiest client you'd ever worked with. No, I mean, at the time, at the time, I was like, you know, at the time, and, I, and, I, and I've said this, you, at the time, you were my most difficult client, maybe, maybe still, you know, maybe, <laughs> I, may have, I may have had one more transaction that was more complicated, but, uh, but uh, that was, it was, it was, because again, I was totally new, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know a lot about the, the agency side of, of real estate. And so, uh, the process was totally new to me. The lender, you know, the lender would say, Hey, I'm waiting on Eric. Eric would say, Hey, I'm waiting on the lender. I didn't know who I was supposed to believe or what, you know, now you know the truth. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it, it was, so that's how we met. And, and in the middle of that, in the middle of not even being sure you didn't need, I didn't even meet you until I didn't meet you until May or maybe early June. Um, yeah, I came out for closing and then our closing got delayed, got delayed. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, and what impressed me about that, that was, we didn't even spend the time talking about that transaction. That's when you first introduced me to EXP. You said, Hey, can I tell you about EXP? Um, and at the time for me, it was frustrating. It's one of the things that was frustrating for me because I'm like, Hey, this guy needs to be worried about getting this closing done. (laughs) <laughs> and here he is just wanting to talk about, wanting to talk about EXP. Um, I saw your vision, man. I, I, I saw your vision. So right, I right. just wanted to help you get to the right place. Yeah. And I was trying to get you focused on a single transaction. <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's where a lot of times we make mistakes. You know, we get focused on a singular thing that's transactional and we don't look at the big picture. So I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you being willing to, spend time with me about the future and not, and not be solely focused on that one transaction that was important to you and your family. So. It, well, it was, and I, I would say a couple things. And, and, uh, first of all, everything is temporary. One of my favorite expressions is this too shall pass. And I believe that we need to honor that in the highest moments of victory in our life. And we can also honor that and remember as we're putting one foot in front of the other in some of the greatest trials in our life. And, uh, but, but everything is, is temporary in the moment. And what I'm more invested in is, you know, what is the long range and quality relationships with quality people and where's the opportunity because together we're so much, we have so much more capacity together and connection and collaboration and things like that than we do, you know, trying to blaze a trail all by ourselves. And, uh, what I really appreciated about you is you were patient with me in the process we we had some moments of of frustration, which I to, I totally understand. Everything you said is totally valid, and uh, but I know that like the 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 property that we bought was the perfect fit for my daughter, and I think at the time we got that property, you told me there was eight properties for sale in the entire county, 
Correct. And because of your relationship and your business skills, even very early in your real estate career as a newly licensed agent, because of that, we were able to get that deal done. And it truly was the perfect fit. And it was your perseverance and your tenacity and you're willing to hang in there in the process, which, you know, granted, I didn't always make uh, easy. And, um, and you know, you you got us through. And, and that's one of the greatest things that I think that we can do really as real estate professionals is help people become informed about the things they don't know that they don't know, and then guide them to solutions. If we're really listening to them and their needs, be able to guide them to solutions that may they may not even be thinking of. And if you think about our relationship and when the topic of EXP came up, which, I mean, we had a great dialogue and I was grateful that you were willing to meet me. And, um, but, but I, from our conversations, just about your background and what you wanted to create, I believed this is a life-changing opportunity for, for you. And to your credit, you were open-minded enough to sit and listen and just explore it. You know, we, we didn't have any commitment. I don't, you know, I didn't, I didn't hard sell you on the company or anything like that. We talked about what you wanted to accomplish and, and what's the environment that you, that you need. And um, so anyway, I just, it was, it was a great experience and I'm super thankful that, that we got to work together in that capacity and, and even more so the, the capacity that we get to work together now. So let's transition into that and talk a little bit about, you know, what are you creating um, through your business right now in terms of both your community at, at EXP and what you're building? Because it's powerful. I mean, you have some people, you know, around you in addition to yourself that are really just doing great things. And so what does that look like for your, your community you're creating and, and also the community of clients that you want to serve and what you want to deliver to them? Sure. Yeah. So um, EXP, of course, and I am thankful, even in a great company, they're still, they're still greatness within that company. And so I'm very excited about being involved with you and the organization that we're in with Fred and Kevin and Curtis and uh, Chuck and, and, you know, everybody up to, you know, up to Jay, um, Michael and Jay, because I, I recognize we're in a very, very powerful group of people. And, yeah. and then not just those seven people, but then all the people that are in that umbrella with us. Um, you know, yesterday I was driving down the road and got a phone call from somebody that I met when we were out there, uh, Artemis that we met out at uh, Curtis's event. Yeah. And he's in Texas, not doing anything. You know, he's, he's, he knows some people in Georgia, but I mean, here's a guy I met in Phoenix, lives in Texas, calling somebody in Georgia. Um, so that whole umbrella of people that were with in, in, in the Honey Badger Nation, um, as well as other people in EXP, there's a lot of valuable people outside of that organization, but certainly that organization is, is a huge resource. So I'm, I'm very excited to be a part of that community uh, and learn. There's so much knowledge. Um, that's, that's the one thing I think people don't get about EXP. Um, in Georgia here, we have 27, 2,800 agents and three brokers. And everybody wants to say, well, how can three brokers work with 2,800 agents? And I'm like, well, 1,500 of those agents probably are brokers, you know, and own their own brokerages or built big brokerage teams. Right. Um, we work because so many people in our organization have that experience and knowledge of being brokers and just the career experience. And then they're willing to share it. You know, that's the biggest thing I've seen different 
since coming to EXP is the willingness of other agents to share with each other. The, the first two brokers is our with, and I, and I owe both of those brokers a, a ton of respect and, and credit for where I'm at. But I remember the first time I asked an agent, how, how do I run comps? You know, he's like, okay, I'll show you, but I'll need a referral fee, you know, on your next. Wow. And I think he was somewhat joking, but he didn't give up much information, you know, and didn't give out a whole lot of help. And, and, yeah. and he's the only one that ever gave me anything, you know, uh, from, from the agents, from other agents, everything was just me and my broker, me and my broker. Right. Uh, and of course my brokers were producing brokers. So, um, they, they were pretty busy themselves selling in this market, you know? So yeah. that's the one thing I love about the community of EXP. If I have a question or someone else has a question, uh, we have the resource, the technology to, to get that question out to so many people and then get answers back. Or we have the direct access to reach out to people uh, like yourself and those others in our organization. And those folks are, again, they're busy running their own businesses, but they take time to, to share with us. So I'm excited about that part of the community. What I'm trying to build here, I've, I've, got, a, I've, got, a, I've got a team started um, and that's, that's exciting. I connected with a young man here locally. Again, I moved to a new market. One thing we kind of left out there, again, like I said, in 2020, right. we went talking about real estate for the first time. We went, we, we came and bought a lake lot um, and, and we ended up moving in. To and the that's lake. on Lake Hartwell, just for reference on the Georgia, South Carolina border. Right, right. So, yep. and, and so we moved into a totally new market in the middle of COVID, literally the month that COVID locked everything down, April of 2020 is when we bought this property. You like a challenge, don't you? You're yeah. stacking the deck in your favor, man. So <laughs> I, we moved to a market where we knew absolutely nobody. Uh, in a time when absolutely nobody was socializing. So there was no way to get to know anyone. Um, but through my son, baseball, actually, I met a young man who graduated from high school last year whose goal was to get into real estate, invited him to join me. Actually, just before I moved to EXP. Yeah. And I wasn't even sure he was going to come with me because uh, he started his licensing. And I called him and said, because he was highly attracted to the broker I was with at that time. And I called him and said, hey, I just need to let you know I've made a decision to, to change brokers. You know, you may or may not, you know, you may want to come to EXP, you may not, uh, but let me tell you about him. So I see him the technology. But Evan Herring, he's a, he's a young man that's, um, again, grew up. He's third generation business family. Yeah. Uh, so he's grown up, very entrepreneurial. Um, but he's he, he's gone even beyond that and learning. I mean, he's, he's talking about a learner. I mean, the, the kid doesn't get in the car and turn on the radio. He gets in the car and turns on the podcast. Um, so he's continually learning, uh, listening to, to other people. Um, yeah. He, so he's, he's phenomenal. A lot of connections, a lot of connections. So he's been learning quickly. I've been, I've enjoyed helping him. Um, and, and that's, and that's one you asked a while back about what I'm, you know, some things I'm proud of. One thing I'm proud of is he recognizes his statement. He started out saying, you know, being connected with me, he thought cut about eight months off of his learning curve. Um, yeah. Now he thinks it's about two years probably. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that I'm able to share with him the real estate knowledge I've had, even though I've only been an agent for a year, I have a lot of understanding of real estate. And, and unfortunately in our industry, I think some of the failure rate is because a lot of agents don't understand real estate. They, they learn the process of the 
our contracts and the forms and, you know, helping people put in an offer, but they don't understand the components of the offer. They don't understand how real estate ties together, how it moves, um, what adds value to real estate, uh, what can take away value. So I think my real estate background helps me a lot. And I've been able to share that with, with Evan. And I think he recognizes that we're doing some big things, um, for our, for our clients, I mean, we're, we're, we're turning a lot of transactions and we're trying to do those with, you know, with, with some perfect, you know, with prof- the highest level of professionalism, uh, building relationships, not just doing them as transactions. Yeah. Uh, so well, we've talked of, about, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, we're doing a lot of volume there, but we're also doing some stuff, you know, we're, we're, he's got several projects going on himself. Personally, we've got some stuff we're doing together now as partners. Uh, and we're looking at, you know, more stuff's coming at us every day. I mean, it's, it's an amazing time to be in this industry. So, Well, it definitely is. I, I was going to say that, uh, you know, I love what you said about the impact that you've made on Evan already. You know, our, our community, we labeled accelerated agents because we wanted a theme to work around. And that's really the goal is what is each individual agent or each, each individual um, partner in our business? What do they want to accomplish personally and how do we get them there faster? Right. And so I think you guys are doing a great job also from uh, taking the idea of, of a transactional business, which is how a lot of people perceive it, just about numbers and, and do more volume. And you're moving it to a transformational experience, which is our goal, not only with our partners, but really with our clients, too, is like, what can we do that's impactful and, you know, nurture relationships with people in a really meaningful way. And uh, real estate is just a platform that we might connect to them. Um, but ultimately, we have the opportunity to to play a significant role in their life and make a significant contribution. And, um, you know, to to your point about uh, the culture um, at EXP, this is this culture of contribution is one that, you know, through the course of my 30 plus year professional career, corporate and real estate, it's the best culture I've ever been a part of because people are just an open book. And a lot of times people will share a certain amount you know, or they'll help you a little bit like the agent in the other office that you gave that example, but they're not going to give you the full, the, the full story. And uh, I just feel like, you know, what we have really benefited from um, together and continue to benefit from is, is people are truly an open book. And if there's something you want to learn about or a certain niche in the business or some area you want to grow, uh, you'll get the entire playbook and uh, you can, you can mirror it and model it and, and do exactly what other people have already done. Right. So exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. so we're, exci- we're excited about that now. We've, uh, we've brought on, uh, Evan and I have been together since October. Uh, we added another agent, um, came over from Colwell Banker, had been licensed for two or three years. So we added him uh, just in January. And then just last week, we had another agent join our team who's been with EXP for a couple of weeks, but um, not, not connected. He came over just as a solo agent, still a very new agent. Overall, he's only been licensed probably since August or September of 2021. Um, hasn't done any transactions yet. He's got a listing that was a family friend. So he was kind of struggling on his own. He's working a full-time job trying to do this on the, on the side. Uh, reached yeah. out. Uh, he's, clo- he's close enough geographically that, that he could connect with our team. Um, well, and so and I'm excited a- about trying to pour into, you know, pour into some of these younger agents and, and help them because I, I know the frustration of being a new agent. I mean, last year when I got my license, you know, I asked my broker, what do I do? And he said, you know, go shake hands and kiss babies. And 
And that was it. Part two in COVID, especially. Exactly right. And and so that was, uh, but that was what I got, you know? And so. Well, let's talk about your first year too, because I think what you accomplished is truly remarkable. You closed over $10 million worth of business your first year. Um, that wasn't a result of the property that I bought. That was a, right. a small contribution to that, which is so we're clear. <laughs> but um, I think what you achieved is truly remarkable. And I know there was a lot of tenacity and perseverance and, and you have a really strong work ethic and you hustle. And so you've got all those qualities. But but what else do you think was really impactful and what what, you know, what helped you to get to that place and accomplish something that like so very few people that enter this industry have that kind of first year. Well, I mean, certainly it was a willingness to try different things. Um, like I told you, I, that first day they got me in the system, I asked my broker, what do I do? And he said, go, go shake hands and kiss babies. And oh, by the way, I would probably spend a little money with Zillow. Um, now th- that brokerage was owned by two people. Um, one broker told me go spend some money with Zillow. The other broker said, I don't ever want to talk to Zillow. Um, and so they had polar opposite beliefs about using Zillow. But I, I, I didn't have anything else to do, but I did have a little money. So I, I went I immediately that day, logged on to Zillow, looked at my zip codes. Because again, I was in a totally new area, didn't know anybody. Um, and so I, I, I spent, spent $500. With, I, I spent $500 on Zillow that day on February 22nd. Um, and I purchased, you know, some Zillow space. I had no idea what that meant at the time. Didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew it, it said that they would make my phone ring, uh, three or four times a month for that $500. And then it was up to me what to do with those phone calls. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, that's how you and I connected again. Um, and that was something I didn't understand at first. Now I'm, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about that and, and, and even using it as that tool, but when I found out you were an agent, I couldn't figure out why in the world, um, why in the world did this real estate agent have his daughter call Zillow uh, to try to look at a house? You know, it didn't make any well, sense. I'm her dad and she didn't listen to me. So she well, did her thing. that's what they do at that age. Well, uh, right. But so but, she's not old enough for me to be smart yet. A couple more years and, and that'll start to sink in. <laughs> but I think, you know, that that was that, that whether, whether you told her to do that or not, it, it's how you and I connected. It's how I got to EXP. So I'm thankful yeah. that she reached that out. Divinely orchestrated. I, I, and that's one thing that's true about all the things we've talked about today. Every step of our lives, I, I believe, without a fact, whether it's a failure or a success, um, they all happen for a reason. So I, I don't have any regrets about anything I've ever done or anything that um, I have failed at. Because, again, I know that it all happened for a reason. Um, and certainly so Zillow, so Zillow's a big part of it. Again, a lot of people don't understand what Zillow is. So talk us through a lot of people talk about online leads and a lot of, a lot of agents come in that are new and they think the same thing. I'm going to throw some money at it. I'm going to generate a lot of leads, but I mean, the lead is really only as good a quality as the opportunity. What I always want to talk about are what are the results on the back end? Like how many clients are you really engaged with and how many closings is that creating in your life as a real estate agent? So what was your process and what do you think was the differentiator for you in having so much success converting online leads? Uh, It's all just about taking action and and follow up. Um, You know, it's, it's the being willing. And and again, I I know there's a, uh, you know, a healthy balance between work and, and, and family life and such, but 
I also needed to eat at the time. So when somebody called, I went, you know, if somebody called and said, Hey, I want to go look at this house tomorrow. I'm going to go look at this house in two hours. I'm going to go look at this house. I'm, I'm sitting at this house. I need somebody to come let me in this house. Um, I went, you know, and so I followed up. If, if that wasn't the right house, just like with Lexi, you know, we looked at six or seven houses, you know, yeah. I think, I think um, part of it is, is, you know, the, the conversion rate for the conversion rate for online leads is 3% mm-hmm. um, across a, a, all platforms. And, and that's, and if you look at Zillow, that's Zillow's target rate. Tar- Zillow considers an agent successful if they convert three to 4%, uh, you know, uh, at one time, uh, at one time, my conversion rate was 82%. Um, that's was, incredible. Um, and, it, and it stays consistently over 30%. And, you know, my, I'm disappointed if I'm, you know, below 50%. So, so, so you're basically, your target is to convert half, but you're consistently now a year into this converting 10 times what the average expectation of, of Zillow or another online lead um, resource might be. That's right. just incredible. And what I heard you say was responsiveness. And then I know that you do a thorough job in really understanding the client's need. What's the objective? What's the big picture? What's the ultimate goal? Um, and then, you know, I think your, uh, you know, your persistence in the process, not just in the follow-up, but also, you know, when you find that right deal, how strongly you advocate for your client. I mean, that, that's what I experienced as a client of yours. Well, it is. I mean, you've got to, um, again, you, you've got to, you've got to keep the client and you've got to, you've got to give them something of value when, with Zillow, there, those are bottom of the funnel leads. I mean, when they call you, they're calling you about a house and they're saying, I want to go buy that house. Well, if you, if you get there and that house is under contract or you get there and the house is not what they thought it was, there's that, there's that letdown that they have at that moment. Um, Even more so if they get there and love the house, but then they didn't get it, it was already under contract or you make an offer and you miss it. Um, And you've got to work through that. You've got to keep them engaged through that, through that disappointment so that they don't just immediately run out and mash another online lead source and go connect with another agent. You've got to get them, you know, you've got to get them believing that you're going to find them that next house. Um, and so you, that follow-up's important, going to work and knowing your inventory um, and, and knowing how to make things work, like you said, how to deal structure, how to advocate. Um, my average in, in a market where everybody says, oh, everything's overvalued, everybody's paying over, we're, we're at about a 10% below market um, success rate on our, yeah. our buyers. Your, your, your house, we bought, we bought just over uh, 10, we, we got just, just over 10% discount on it. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, and that's what, so I'm not afraid to make, I'm not afraid to make competitive offers. I don't, um, I don't just automatically tell people, Hey, you got to offer more than what they're asking. You got to give them their full price. So I think I do a good job with clients uh, in, in, structuring good offers, uh, looking for other ways to make offers strong other than just the price. If, if, even if we are, if we're in a competitive and we've got to, we've got to give them full price. Then I look for ways to make us competitive in other ways um, and, and understand the overall deal. Um, but definitely follow up um, and, and then scaling it. You know, again, I started out with a budget with EX with, with um, Zillow and had some success. So I reinvested and reinvested and reinvested. Um, 
that's one thing I do like about Zillow and, and some other lead generation platforms is you can scale them. Yeah. You, can't, you know, it, it's hard to scale your, in, in my mind, at least as limited as it is, it's hard to scale your sphere of influence. Your well, it takes time. It yeah, takes it, a lot of time. Right, right. right. So like time, length, length of time, not so much during the week. I mean, you can, right. you can structure that, but you have to be on it for the long run. And right. that's when it really pays dividends. Right. Yeah. Whereas online leads, you can, I mean, they're sitting out there and, and they're monetized. You know, I can tell you, um, a, 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 my clients with Zillow cost me $494. That's, that's what it cost me to buy a client from Zillow. Yeah. Um, but I'm generating $4,800 um, of net revenue from that. So that's nine, that's 9.2, 9.16%, you know, or, or 9.16 times return on my money. And that's net. My, my GCI is 12.1 um, on Zillow. So if I can spend $494 for something that's worth $4,800, uh, I'll, I'll spend that. Great ROI. I'll spend it all day long. And all so, day long. I'll feel it. But so I've done that. So I've, I, that first month was a $585 budget. This month we're at 5,000. Um, yeah. So, you know, we can scale it. That's what allows me to feed these other agents and build a team. So, and you're hiring, right? Just to be clear, if anybody's right. watching this, either thinking right. about getting into real estate or they're in real estate now, or, or they, you know, want to maybe merge and partner, like they run their own team and they want to partner to do that. And they want to, you know, do something like that. You're, you're looking for people. You have more business than you can handle right now. Oh, 100%. Again, we scaled up. I don't need $5,000 budget with Zillow for me. I can't handle that much budget, but we, we have a goal to grow a team. Um, so, you know, if, if you look back at my budget, I, I had I had the budget. I went up for a while. I brought my budget back down. Actually, when it was just me, then when Evan came on, we bumped the budget back up to create, you know, to bring in enough leads to feed him. And then in, in, in December, when we knew we were bringing Austin on January 1st, we bumped the budget. And now we brought another agent on, so we bumped the budget a little more. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got the budget set right now. To <laughs> in addition to the other things, now that we've got a sphere, these sixty clients that I've built over this year, now they're generating referrals and repeat business. So yeah, um, Zillow has Zillow has it's been successful, but now I've also got that client base because of that. That now I'm generating more revenue, uh, more revenue as well. So. Um, so it was a great springboard. We got enough leads for about 10, 10 agents right now. So yeah, continues to continues to create opportunity in the business and you're building through the referral relationship business, which creates long-term stability as well. And then I know that with the way that you approach it, certainly that would be valuable to somebody that's looking how to build a business, uh, just to be able to follow that model and, and do the same things and learn how to nurture relationships and learn how to do great needs analysis with clients and come up with solutions. And um, so that's awesome. Well, hey, um, at, before we wrap up, I always like to ask this question. And, um, you know, I loved hearing your personal story and, and the amazing journey that you've been on in life. And um, so when you think about your life in terms of legacy and your personal legacy, what are the things that are most important to you about that? Um, it, it's really people. It's, it's how many people are impacted by anything that I've done. So what I'm, what I'm most excited about is the opportunity 
um, not, not to continue doing real estate transactions. I will keep producing, but what I'm real excited about are the young people. And I'm, I'm excited about how my team's coming together. Uh, I've got yeah. a 19 year old, I've got a 22 year old, I've got another 21 year old. My son just turned 18. He'll be getting his license. Um, and I'm excited, you know, that I've got four or five or six 20 year olds um, that I'm able to mentor and grow. And that's what's really important to me. If I don't, you know, I don't need to make the amount of money I'm making right now in real estate, but I need to spend, I need, I need to be impactful in these guys' lives. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about being able to take the time to spend on them and, and, and watch them grow and watch the excitement. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to watch somebody um, be successful um, and, and just see the energy and excitement of youth. So I'm real excited about the team that we're growing and not, not, they won't be with me forever. You know, that's what I tell people when they join my team, it's not, it's not forever. Now, maybe, maybe it is successful enough that you decide you want to be on my team, but I want them to grow to the point where they, if they want to, they go out and do it on their own. Um, and that's exciting to watch people, watch people grow and learn. And so that's really what I want my legacy to be is, is did I teach, nope. did I teach other people um, so that they could go be successful on their own? Yeah. Well, you're already doing it, my friend. You uh, are having an impact. You're definitely changing lives. Uh, you've changed mine just since we've got acquainted. So I'm grateful for your influence in my life personally. And I'm honored to be in business with you. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm grateful for this conversation today. Well, thank you. It's the same here. I'm excited. Um, and like I said, glad, glad that we came into each other's lives and looking forward to the future. I am as well. All right. Well, thanks again. Have an amazing day. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Eric.